0: I'd like to play the last few seconds, but Jim isn't, Jim's, is using the little men's room. So. Okay. I don't. okay. Well, we did uh, just see Michael. You know, uh, it's either the men's room or the little boy's room. I, I, uh, I failed myself in uh, calling it the little men's room. That's not a thing. <laughs> Actually, uh, that's what Freddie Gill uses. <laughs> the Reeves Company.
1: By the way, like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> it helps the algorithm. <laughs> the Reeves Company. All right, crack open a Tempe Watch the pictures as they travel through your neighbor's Wi-Fi. It's the Rees Company. I'm Steve Rees, the bull of American broadcasting alongside the great Chris Morganti. And this time around, we're uh, closing a circle. Yeah. We're going to watch uh, the final episode of season one of The Curious Case of Natalia Grace.
0: Yes, but before we get to that, Steve, I'd just like to do some housekeeping here um, and apologize to the listeners. Um, last episode, I resorted to uh, something that I consider beneath me. Um, I was wearing a giant cowboy hat uh, for some cheap laughs, and uh, rest assured, folks, uh, that's not the kind of thing that I normally do, and you won't be seeing any more of that in the Reese Company. Okay, good. I think a lot of people are relieved. Yeah. they but- thought, They thought better of you, and you let them down. That's true. That's true. And you know, something else that we were remiss on is uh, we never wished everyone a happy July 4th. Happy Independence Day, America. And, uh, Uh, you know, I'm just going to get in the mood. And uh, we're we're coming up on the uh, 250th uh anniversary of America. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's get to the show.
1: Okay. Hats Entertainment.
2: A weekend out from trial. Look, we know what the prosecution is going to do. We know what the state's going to do. We know what they're going to throw us. We know when they're going to throw it. We know how they're going to throw it. We know how fast it's going to go. We know everything about their game plan. We know where their game plan is going to end up. They think we don't know it's going to end up over there. We do. We're going to be there waiting for it. So when they toss us a little softball, we know. Michael's right here crush it and that'll be it
1: hey crew come outside we have to shoot my baseball
0: analogy yeah also me destroying a rosebush with a said baseball bat. <laughs>
2: I've already lost everything in my life once. If you were to show up here, right here, right now, and you were to tell me that you've got my youngest son, Ethan, and my middle son, Wesley, in your car with you right now, and you were to tell me, Mr. Barnett, you can see him for five minutes. You can smile. You can hug your children. Pause. It's only for five minutes.
0: But Or you could have a pussy shot of your ex-wife. Which one would you like? <laughs> he made his. He made his choice. Yeah. To do it, you need to cut your arm off.
2: I'm not even going to hesitate. Where's the machete? I, I will. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Stop. Now these producers missed a huge opportunity. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They sure did.
2: <laughs> I will do anything if I- <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna get upset. Damn. When this first started, every single night that I lied awake, I would be picturing every single second in jail. I'd be going through everything I'd ever heard of jail. I'd be Googling, hey, what's jail really like and reading the horror stories. What is at risk? Everything, everything. Sorry about throwing it. I am a thrower when I get mad.
0: Who says that? (laughs) There you go. I'm innocent. As
2: long as the truth all comes out, we have nothing to run and hide from. But Christine, she has hidden a lot of things during discovery. While the police are, are gathering their evidence, requesting evidence and, and whatnot, they subpoenaed Christine's entire Facebook history. Every message she's ever sent, every post oh she's boy. ever made, etc. It's part of discovery. My attorney asked me, hey, go through this and just make sure there, there's no landmines that we should be aware of. So as I'm just searching through, there's a name that pops
0: up. Can we pause? I was we'll not expecting. So- uh, Jim, you might want to get on mic for this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. Jim, Jim's just not able to do that because um, the studio is under renovation at the moment. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I gave you a warning, Jim. Sure, let's continue.
2: That brought their kid to our daycare in about 2006 ish. I know the guy's married, and these are extremely inappropriate sexual nature conversation. A lot of masturbating together. I want to have three ways with you and my wife. Can you reach out to my wife for me and invite her? And I hit the, I hit the floor
0: crying. Yeah, just to be clear here, that's, uh, that's other men texting Christine saying, hey, why don't you talk to my wife about uh, the three of us having a three-way. That's n- none of that is involving Michael. No. Right, no. Yeah. And also, Michael shot
1: his, he he did a reconstruction of his reaction
0: to seeing those um, messages. Yeah. Just like you do at the end of every show. He rolled off the chair. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and then I see all about the handyman and all about her making out with him and all about her taking him to a parking lot, leaving the kids at home and having sex with him in the local McDonald's and Tim Horton's parking lot. Who
0: does this? Classy. <laughs> here
2: the
1: okay, here you go, Jim. <laughs> it's a shame you're not on mic. <laughs>
2: Name
1: okay, Not okay, okay. pause, 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 pause. <laughs> yeah, you're about to meet Fred Gill. Okay. No. I told you, man. Oh, uh,
3: we'll be hear me. This thing about being on tour is the lady factor. Man, I... <laughs> let's just say that I, I, I soaked all that up.
0: <laughs> Yet again, this is the second time in this documentary where we see a, um, a a Lilliputian who's thwarted by a dog. Christine
4: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: so. reached out to me over messenger because... That
1: was
0: a dog. I think that, that might have been a hamster.
3: <laughs> and so Christine had some questions for me about little people and sought some advice, and, and I was more than happy to to share that with her. Our conversation started off very benign and then pretty quickly turned into <laughs> a chain of messages that were... ...of a
0: sexual nature. Uh, okay, okay, pause, the pause.
3: ...corresponding more.
0: Just to be clear, Jim has broken into the hysterics <laughs> at the sight of the uh, Vienna sausage-sized fingers that we just saw. <laughs> For no other
1: reason. (laughs) Yes, yes. That that was the the on-screen image that sparked this reaction. Now, again, we've been here for a couple of years, Chris. We've done a lot of jokes. Nothing tops, um, in Jim's mind, nothing tops, uh, yeah, I I don't know. It it looks like he used them all. Uh, uh, Diminutive, folks. The mere sight of such a person. Yeah. Elicits this uh, this level of <laughs> yeah. mirth, howls of laughter. Yes, uh, I, I don't I don't know what's happened to this uh, <laughs> operation.
3: <laughs> By putting yourself out there physically, there are multiple multiple messages, quite a bit more graphic back and forth about kind of things we were going to do sexually. It's upside down that she sent that picture. <laughs> Talks about the fact that she didn't really see me as small; that she sees me like everybody else. I go on to talk about my manhood uh, being larger than average.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to repeat that joke that yeah, Jim I just agree. said? Go ahead. Whatever's I don't going know. Going to. Okay. All right. Just in case the audience is wondering, it's exactly the joke that you think it is. <laughs>
3: I asked her if she liked oral, and she said depends on if the guy's any good at it. I told her about how I, was, how I had a girlfriend sure just about kept me across the room because I was giving her so many orgasms in a row,
5: <laughs> peel the
3: sheets off the bed, kind of stuff. <laughs> Eventually, I was called by a state police investigator.
0: Now, when he asked says about, well, when he says larger than average, Christina- I have to know. <laughs> we pause it, Jim. So I find out about this. When he refers to his manhood as larger than average, what is his frame of reference? <laughs> For what? Well, uh, the average what is what I'm asking. Uh, no, I understand. not that it matters, but.
2: This long after divorce with a woman that I truly cannot even fathom communicating with. I'm robbed of my ability to confront her on this. I'm still not ready to stand up to her, and I'm not ready to...
0: Hmm. Do we see any tears here?
1: I hate
0: this. I hate this. Well, he's wiping something, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Later on, we see him... That's his girlfriend there.
0: I suppose it's genuine if his girlfriend came in to comfort him like that. About two and a half years
2: uh, after my divorce, Jennifer and I found each other. Jennifer, God bless her, pulls me up, yells at me like a soldier. She is an angel and a rock star at the same time. And she basically gets me back on track. And that's really important and valuable. A lot of twos. I am so emotionally fragile and delicate. It's such a house of cards right now. A few months ago, I had a breakdown. I, I, had a, I had a mental breakdown. All the pressure and all the weight and all the constant inability to sleep, inability to rest, inability to live, just all came crashing down. This is all getting closer and closer and closer and it's getting tense and tense. I checked myself in the hospital in June. I don't now, know if I'm talking about. This. I'm like an emotional
0: I would, I would think any of us watching this would have assumed we'd already witnessed at least five <laughs> emotional breakdowns. <laughs> but apparently this
1: was worse. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. this one was notable. Yeah.
1: It's all relative to his ordinary uh, emotional breakdowns.
2: But I truly don't have trouble talking about it. Um, it was as close as I've been to a third suicide attempt since the second one. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how that works. Oh, there you go.
4: Then it...
2: I have panic attacks all day long. I have anxiety attacks all day long. Where we are at my attorney's office, this is the only place I feel myself anymore. This is the only place that I feel comfortable and confident, and I don't feel like somebody might be coming to attack me. I don't feel safe almost anywhere anymore. There's always a potential of some random reporter banging on my door and shouting my name. Michael Barnett, we know you're in there! Come out!
6: It's a story that captured the world's attention.
0: Bizarre case of child neglect. The parents from Indianapolis accused of abandoning their adoptive daughter in an apartment.
4: The Barnetts (laughs) will have separate trials with Michaels just days away.
6: So you think they should go to jail?
4: I feel like I was already robbed of my
3: childhood. But when I got reaged, that's when it really hit hard. It's not right
6: to do that to a child. They should do their time, get it over with, and get right with God. Thank
1: you.
6: Michael's trial is coming up. And the judge is ruling that despite this DNA evidence, age still can't be mentioned. And that's a big blow to the prosecution because a lot of their accounts had to do with the abandonment and neglect of a child. And everything became now abandonment and neglect of a disabled person, not a child. Is this trial gonna answer all the questions? No. The judge has limited the evidence that the jury can hear. They're not going to know that Natalia was re-aged from 8 to
2: 22. Now, when you're at Lafayette, you didn't report that you were being neglected?
3: No, because I didn't know, I didn't even know what that meant.
7: Well, you didn't know that, you didn't report that, hey, you're left alone and you don't know what you're doing.
3: Yes, because I didn't know that I could call the police and tell
7: them that. So the things that the police said that you said, you're saying they're lying about that, right? Yes. Okay. And the things that uh, the uh, field case managers said that you said, they're lying about that, too?
3: Yes.
2: Mike, come on in. How you feel? Um... Sure. I, i'm read, i am ready to whoop some ass i'm walking into battle where i need certain types of experts and i've got them
7: and so those things are all true but what i want to talk about is the people on the other table are not your f- friend this is a bout this is a boxing match yep this is pugilism you have to punch and get punched it's the sweet science punches, <laughs> 100 jury trials under my belt One thing has always been true, regardless of the criminal offense, it's gonna come down to do the jurors like you. Was Michael a good parent? Was Michael a good person? Did Michael Barnett abandon his 23-year-old daughter? I, You're being uh, judged because remember the question is, just phrase, did Michael Barnett judged. abandon his 23-year-old daughter? The jury is looking to see if you host those negative qualities. The biggest part is they're gonna to listen to your daughter. And they're going to listen to what she has to say. In my opinion, Michael Barnett's a piece of shit. How are you going to respond to that in front of those 12 people?
2: Because I I'm going to say it. i for this moment <laughs> for a decade. I have put myself through the <laughs> ringer in my head every night but, since we started having this Let me, me ask trip. you this. How do you feel about Natalia? Natalia's a human being, flesh and blood, thinking, caring, feeling, emoting person, right? Just like you. Just like me. You know, I didn't hear you say I love her. No, you didn't. Let me answer your question with an an anti-answer. So not so much, how do I feel about her, but how do I not feel about her? There's there's, there's not gonna be hate. There's, There's not gonna be anger.
7: I've been a part of cases where, you know, it looks really good and then it turns on an issue and the case that I thought wasn't very good ends up prevailing. Basically, what I'm trying to say in a nice way is sometimes you can have a great case, the state can have a case, the state still wins. Yeah.
1: Commercial? It would appear. So, uh, yeah, they're gearing up for trial. Oh, there it is. Quilted Northern. Yeah. Appropriate. Uh, Yeah. Why is that? Well because they, these these gentlemen are full of crap. Yep. Got it. Okay. Are we ready with uh the next? No, no, we're still. We're still.
0: So, this is a commercial for gay
1: sex. So, we're going to see the uh, uh we're not not the trial itself, I don't think. We don't see the actual trial.
0: Mm, yeah, okay. All right.
1: We just see the comings and goings and updates on what's occurring. And yeah, Michael Barnett, he um we haven't gotten to the part where he um,
0: talks about performance. Now, that's weird. We don't see his trial, even though he's agreed to be part of this documentary. That might have been a decision made by the judge that there wouldn't be cameras. Fair enough. But we do see the, the wife's trial, even though she agreed to not be part of this documentary. And I understand what you're saying. It's probably the decision of the court. But that's just interesting that that's how it worked out. Okay,
1: the show continues.
7: Here's the deal for the lawyers. This is only about Michael. It is imperative that you not bring up Christine. We're not defending Christine Barnett. We'll only be saying Michael Barnett, Michael Barnett, Michael Barnett. The parameters of this thing is Did Michael Barnett neglect his 23 year old daughter? If you're a juror and you're hearing that this person is incapable, would it be helpful to you to see her capabilities in a multitude of areas? So,
1: we in fairness, her, though, he didn't he neglect her. Let's play it. He let's went let's over to make sure it. she didn't have donuts once in a while. True. Yeah.
0: Or or at least to find out who bought her the donuts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, let's see what we got. Tell you Bernard. Speaking of donuts. Without assistance in That's gonna be a good one. And this
2: is at your house, Michael? This is at my house in Westfield. This is after the first attempt at Christine. Just moving. That's what she's able to do.
7: What we use that for is to show that the diminished capacity that they're speaking of in Lafayette seems to be kind of an aberration because she was totally capable prior. And nothing in her life changed other than her her geographical location. Next video. Trash can, bringing it in. It's
2: not even on wheels. No, it's not!
6: No, she's just dragging
5: Pulling this trash can is her size. Put that donut down. Put
7: that down, put that down, put it down. For what? Put it down, do me a favor, put it down. I'm in the of my For, yes, just drop it. Drop it <laughs> now. Give me my donut back. I don't hold, you no on, hold on, hold on, not
3: yet. Not yet. <laughs> stop, stop. We
0: have important issues, guys. We need to stay Steve, um, focused. Pause. Did Did you ever see the movie Glenn Gary? Glenn Ross. Oh yeah. Put the donut down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he didn't want that guy to appear slovenly <laughs> while they're discussing an important matter. I don't know. Something of that nature. I don't really know what his.
1: Well, earlier in the series, we saw how uh, the one of the investigators uh, (laughs) looking into this case, uh, he was his mouth was obviously full, right when uh, he was talking on the phone to Michael. Yeah. So in every subsequent reenactment, they had him stuffing his face with tacos. Yeah. (laughs) So um, maybe maybe this lawyer knows that, and he doesn't want his associate being uh, portrayed similarly.
0: Yeah. But to me, the the detective that was eating that taco, as you said. um, I think that was deliberate. I think that was calculated on his part. I think it was deliberate disrespect to Michael Barnett of, I think so little of you, I'm not even going to stop eating to talk to you. Or maybe to sound casual, like George Costanza eating eating the apple. Right, Right. He's talking to
1: women on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) To perhaps put Michael at ease and get him to uh,
0: open up more. Yeah, but what he was saying to him at the time was, uh, I, I think you did this, and I think you know that you did something that you shouldn't have. Yeah, and so the casualness
1: might lead him to thinking, well, I like this guy. He seems pretty relaxed. I'll confess to him.
0: Okay.
7: All right. And not get arrogant because we have a strong case. We're at a trial. I'm trying to kick this girl's ass. I'm not trying to be your friend.
5: Natalia's age, if indeed she was only eight years old, her knowledge wasn't there.
8: Well, she wasn't eight years old. She was an adult.
5: It sounds like you're trying to make excuses for a woman who dumped her child. Well, and, and <laughs> Kenna, that's his job, so...
7: No, no, hold on, yeah, hold, hold on, Jackie. That's not my job to make excuses, ma'am.
5: Stop calling me ma'am. My name is Miss Weaver or Kenna. You can call me either or... Oh, hang f- Hey, you need to stay this. You're not part of this. I'm hey, hey like stop it.
0: All right, pause, please. The barnets, what they did. First of all, uh, wherever this is they have chickens just wandering around their front yard, sure, free range um in a suburban neighborhood but um no, no i forgot. I got distracted by the chickens steve, and I don't know what I was Well, about my, to say. my cousin lives in Indianapolis, and she has neighbors who have chickens, yeah, no people have chickens yeah. i just don't normally see, i see them in the backyard, perhaps behind a fence <laughs> i don't see them wandering about the driveway <laughs> and um what was I about to say? the lawyer yeah, the, the, the attorney who just
1: feels disrespected all the time but talks to people like they're like they're nothing well
0: but yeah but he didn't though. he he called her ma'am who gets disrespected by being addressed as sir no or ma'am? no no it was the tone ma'am yeah. okay it's the tone but she objected to his words not his tone so it's and her husband or whoever that was speaking off camera also objected i don't know seemed weird to me but
1: but that woman was telling more truth than anybody on his side of the argument is telling.
0: We don't. So it's got to be
1: frustrating to be one of these people. You're making say, the like, assumption that
0: she's a child. They're not making that assumption.
1: I, I'm, I'm not making the assumption. I'm looking at the evidence. These right. are people who came in contact with her in, meaningfully, in ways meaningful enough for them to know that she was a child when these incidents occurred. Okay. It's wrong. So that's got to be disgrace. frustrating.
5: I think that they're crooks.
1: I'll it's not easy. disrespect to tell people the truth. As, as we don't know. It that might insult them. We don't know. That it's it truth, might hurt though. them. What show have you been watching, Chris? Uh, oh, man. I can't wait to hear what your theory is.
5: Who play with a, a human being's life. What the f*** were you thinking? You know, it'd be nice to see some some vengeance, some justice for that. I hope my testimony can reveal the truths. I hope my testimony can help Natalia. I hope she can heal from this because she's had a lot of people, professionals even let her down. (laughs) She needs a wing over and she needs protected because she's up against a lot.
2: Today is the day. Well, I'm getting ready to face my destiny. A lot of things going through my mind right now. But us a sense of relief that's here. In an hour, literally an hour, I'll be sitting in front of the judge and it's game time. I'm on stage. My role is gonna be an innocent looking guy sitting still
0: and just. All right. Can, can we just pause, please? I just have to point this out. Even wearing a suit for a court, he still looks like an idiot. <laughs> why? why a, a black suit and a gold tie?
4: All
1: right. I don't know. And also, I mean, again, discussing the manipulation of the jury, his desire to manipulate people into believing he's innocent. He said, innocent looking guy. He didn't say innocent
0: man. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just doesn't know how to present himself at all. I mean, he, he looks like he should be selling candy in that suit. No, he looks like a mortician. But those things are closely related.
4: <laughs> I'm Tracy Grant outside Tippecanoe County Courthouse for day one of the Michael Barnett. Who's Tippecanoe? Project. Is that uh, William a Harrison? Uh, Canoe
1: and Tyler, Barnett too? Barnett yeah.
4: Abandoned his 24-year-old daughter. The Barnetts have to be
3: held accountable. You should be ashamed of yourself. You put someone through hell, and it was a child that you put through hell who already had a disability and issues and obstacles that she was going to have to
0: overcome.
3: And
0: it was Harrison. Hell. Okay.
3: Good people
1: don't do that.
0: (laughs) He was... um, Could we pause it?
5: To what happened to her, then...
0: So it's interesting that you bring that up. Uh, William Henry Harrison, he was the shortest-serving American president. Yeah, I think about a month. Yeah, a month. Because he got the reputation, much like um, George Bush Sr. He was was perceived as kind of like a wimp. You know, he wasn't a tough guy. Um, uh, So to counter that image... His inauguration speech in the cold January—I guess back then it was March, right—in uh, the cold March rain, he gave like a two-hour speech to be like, "I don't care about—I don't care that it's raining," and uh, he died of pneumonia 30 days later. So yeah, <laughs> and from Indiana. Oh, was he? Yeah. Well, yeah, Tippecanoe—that's how he got the nickname, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
5: She'll feel like she doesn't matter, and that's not true. I pray that Italia has the justice that she seeks. The truth comes out, and all will understand and that God is with her every step of the way, amen, and so it be.
4: A global audience is eagerly awaiting the outcome of one of the biggest trials of the year. But due to Indiana state law, cameras are not permitted inside the courtroom during the trial. Today, jurors heard from the manager of the apartment building where the Barnett's placed Natalia. Prosecutors tried to prove not enough was done for her to live her daily life comfortably. Barnett. Detective Brandon Davenport says Michael had a lot to say about how Christine Barnett and Natalia were constantly at odds. Do you know why she picked well, Yet? She said to me, Lafayette is a, uh, a no
6: no La is a white trash town. No one's going to care. No one's going to notice. Hearing that comment that Christine said Lafayette is a white trash town. No one's going to care about her is not good for the defense. Michael's <laughs> associated with Christine's That's his wife at the time. So, yeah, that's not good.
0: Yeah, to be clear, uh... So this is taking place in Indianapolis or this is taking place. No, it's taking place in Lafayette. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the people in the jury live in the town that he just insulted. Yeah.
1: But insulted, uh, the, the, quoting his wife.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: But even though we saw in an earlier episode, we saw that actual exchange via text, right? Where, uh, he didn't say, no, they would say that they're nice people there. He didn't respond that way right, at all. Right.
0: No one ever says that. <laughs> No, they're, they're, they're good salt-of-the-earth people over there.
7: <laughs> I got a call from my office staff telling me that this article hit the paper. And one of the uh, witnesses claimed that Michael allegedly made this statement to him that they were leaving Natalia here in Lafayette because it's a white trash town, And now it's in the paper. We gotta figure out how to deal with this <laughs> We got the entire city pissed off at my client. I think once (laughs) he understands the gravity of what's going on, I'm pretty sure he's going to decompose a little bit. He's going to break down a little bit. This was was tsunami. We got to swim our way out of this.
1: This changes everything.
0: You know. Commercial break again.
1: Yeah, lawyers always have this. um, There used to be a show called City Confidential. Okay. uh, I think A and E or something like that, and they would talk about things uh, like a crime happened in the town, and. Uh, let's say the town was Des Moines. There was a murder that happened there and the entire city was shocked. Des Moines awaited the verdict of... of, Yeah. Somebody versus the state of Iowa. No, most people were just going about their lives. Yeah. Because the attorneys live in that world. Right. And they, 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 they perceive it that way. Yeah. Everybody they know is invested in the case. Sure. But that's not reality at all. Right. Most people are like, man... That's a shame that that person died that way. Yeah. I hope they find the, uh, I hope they convict the right person, but it's not, an entire
0: town isn't uh, just gripped. Yeah, especially now that there's no newspapers anymore. I mean, it used to be people would read about it. They'd follow it every day in the newspaper. Now, that stuff could happen. You'd never even know about it. But even following it every day, you'd, uh, you'd say, okay, well, that,
1: there's the update. Yeah. Now it's not. time to go to work.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah.
4: Of Indiana versus Michael Barnett brought the star witness, Natalia Barnett, to the courtroom. Using a walker, Natalia was helped onto the stand to face the man who adopted her and allegedly abandoned her two years later.
6: Good
4: morning. Prosecutors gave Natalia room to describe her medical condition and how much pain it causes her. The biggest bombshell in the courtrooms was when Cunard asked Natalia her birth date and she had to say 1989. That reinforced the fact that this case was not going to be based on age. Towards the end of her
6: testimony, Natalia broke down in tears. Natalia was the last witness in the prosecution's case in chief. And when she was cross-examined by Michael's attorney, she was asked a series of questions where she couldn't remember the answers. And she was chided and challenged and criticized for not remembering. But jurors don't know that Anna Gava is Natalia's biological mother and that Natalia was born in 2003. So these questions she's being asked and details she doesn't remember involve times when she was six, seven, eight, nine years old. No wonder she doesn't remember.
1: Yeah, no, she not only doesn't remember, but a lot of these things she was she's been asked to lie about over the years, and she can't keep the lies straight. And she doesn't take it lightly because she stood on that Bible and sworn that she was
0: going to provide the truth. Right. She also sworn the Bible and said she was thirty three. So. How old would that make her? That would have made her born in 1989. Fair enough. Yeah.
6: I can't wrap my head around the fact that jurors don't know the most fundamental fact in this whole saga. And that is, how old is Natalia Barnett really?
4: After closing arguments were completed, observers in the courtroom said it seemed like a draw. It could go either way. And now it's in the hands of the jury.
2: I just know that it's the moment. My entire life changes forever.
7: What was it like seeing Natalia and Erica?
4: A little upsetting because she she should have been my granddaughter and she didn't end up being my granddaughter.
0: That's a weird thing to say.
1: Why not? Yeah, it's also weird to go to your son's trial dressed like you're going to a Wizard of Oz convention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take notice of her dress. Can we get a can we get a screenshot of that to put in here later? <laughs> but that's um. not going to happen. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, why would she say if she was genuinely interested in her being her granddaughter? Why didn't she just go live with her instead of having her own? Uh, what was it? A third story walk up. Yeah, she was- so well, th- that was the first residence. The <laughs> second was uh, ground level, fair enough. Yeah. All right. With
1: what appeared to be a ramp. We saw her drag her um, trash can Yeah. up the ramp. Uh, but, yeah, uh, she was placed far enough away to not be a problem, but close enough so that they could, um, they could monitor her and yeah. control her movement, behavior, who she talked to,
0: what she said to them. But that, that Wizard of Oz lady she could have intervened at some point and said prevented all this from happening right right right
2: everything that they said in their case was Christine 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 it wasn't really that bad they'll go get her ass Every jury is different. There's no
7: commonality other than their assigned task. Listen to this information and make a decision. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Nationwide, prosecutors win 98% of their cases. have most of them plead, but they also win about the same percentage of trials. Trials are hard to win.
2: Don't go tell me.
8: <laughs> where, where was this 98% stuff three years ago? <laughs> you were
1: about,
7: you now the worry can really be good. What you got
5: here? That looks like pepperoni. Okay, I'll start.
2: I think it might be worthy to speak a little bit about the judge.
7: He was probably the best judge for this case. His temperament is even. He gives both sides respect. Oh my goddamn.
1: Yeah, I Okay, hold on. Oh, that's the court, is it? I agree. Uh, from his perspective indeed, the best judge for the case for not allowing the argument over uh, Natalia's
0: true age. Um, yeah, but that I don't, again, we're not lawyers, so that could have been something that most judges would have precluded just based on what had actually happened.
1: Based on not wanting to,
0: um, not wanting to reopen, not wanting to re-examine that. Yeah. But it, legally that may be something you're not really allowed to do. I, I don't know. But, um, well, no, I, I think if you can change somebody's age, you can change it back. I, I don't know. Maybe, but that... Is there double age jeopardy? That seems like it would be a separate legal case, not part of the same. Thing. And something to deal with before you charge somebody with. Um, yeah, well, that yeah, that's a great argument. Um, they could have prosecuted people for a crime for knowingly misaging her, and then that would have made it much much easier to prosecute the Barnetts. You're you're right about that, but I, I don't feel like that. I feel like legally it may not be possible to roll that all into one thing. Uh, I just want to point out th- this guy. This guy thought that the jury would be out for days. Uh, he, you're talking about Michael's attorney. Yeah, he's having a beer. You know, yeah, Shook night. Yeah, and and all of a sudden he gets this call that the jury it was. We'll we'll find out exactly how long it was, but it was not a long, not a long period of time at all. Which usually, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't that usually bode very poorly for the defendant?
1: No, it uh, it usually bodes well uh, because uh, if people are going to convict somebody, they tend to take more time because they don't take it lightly, okay. sending someone to prison.
0: Okay, I had that I had that backwards then because he seems very upset when this call comes in. Well, so, maybe he he doesn't have the legal expertise I do. Yeah.
1: Okay. Fair enough. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
7: Not a question.
5: Not a question. A verdict.
7: Okay, I'm gonna go vomit and then I'll be right there.
0: Yeah. See, he, he oh, he's taking that not as a good sign
1: because he, he oh, thought, oh no no I think he needs to go vomit because that's his sixth beer
0: <laughs> and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to show up in court drunk. Yeah, it could be that too. Yeah. <laughs> but he thought they were calling he thought they were calling to for clarification right. on an issue and no yeah. they they've already decided so that was quick. I'm getting the impression, Steve, that he he thinks it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir. Keep in mind, Steve, he spent months in a room, hours at a time with this guy. He knows how unlikable he is, <laughs> this guy is. So he and he said he just said 90 98% expected this to not work. So All right. yeah. All right.
2: I just had numbness come wash all over me. I can't think, I can't feel.
4: I don't know, words. I I just felt. Hi. Hi. How are you all? I know.
7: It's in the hands of the jury. Nothing you can do to change it.
1: It's done.
0: Yeah, so we're about to find out the verdict. I'm wondering if that girlfriend's angle was, this guy's going to be going to jail. So <laughs> I'll hang out with him for a couple of months, and then I'll be able to live in his house and drive his sports car while he's in jail, you know? Everyone has an angle, Steve.
1: <laughs> All right, well, I think we get more details about their relationship. About okay. How, and whether it's progressed and how. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, very intense. Oh, it's quite tenses. So, what did you think when you watched this the first time? What did you think was about to happen?
0: Um, I, I don't remember. Uh, what, what did you think?
1: Uh, well, I, I'll put it this way I thought um, uh, potentially uh, the opposite of what we see happen. Yeah. Is, is
0: what was that going w- to happen. That would be a logical conclusion. <laughs> yes. <Right>. Okay. <clears>
4: okay. <throat> Jury deliberations have concluded in the Michael Barnett trial, reaching a verdict in just a couple of hours.
2: Okay. See going to do? We, we just finished this case. We didn't, we're not allowed to talk about adoption. We're not allowed to talk about age. We're not allowed to talk about mental health records. We're not allowed to talk about her, her statements saying she wanted to kill us. We're not allowed to talk about statements saying that she didn't want to be around us anymore. We're, we're coming down to the circumstantial evidence from 12 years ago. So we're going to keep it together.
1: Did he just admit that if they were allowed to talk about all those things, he'd be in much worse shape than he potentially is? Well,
0: I had the opposite impression, but that doesn't really make sense, so I don't know what he's talking about. Right. It's, it's always not a good idea to record someone in a bathroom <laughs> if, you want, if you want them to be understood clearly. Yeah, or you want yeah. to stay employed by
1: SiriusXM. XM. Yeah. <laughs> Was that E-Rock? No, uh, Roland. Roland? Oh,
6: yeah.
0: <laughs> this doesn't look good. No. Yeah. This doesn't look good for him. These people are very emotional. Yeah.
8: Breathe there, breathe there. It might be over. Over well. Yeah,
2: breathe. I mean, he said I'm not guilty like I, everybody knows. <laughs> it, took, it, it, it took 12 strangers about an hour and a half to figure out I wasn't guilty on four felony charges.
0: do we pause it? Just to back up my theory about the girlfriend, uh, she doesn't look too happy here.
5: So. <laughs> it might be over.
0: Well, be. all right. Maybe she's not happy because you don't. You never want to see your man blubbering like this. <laughs> I mean, I understand these are extreme circumstances, but still.
1: Right, and and knowing this is going to air on uh, cable television, (laughs) keep it together, dude.
6: The 12 jurors only took a couple hours to find him not guilty of every count. All four counts, not guilty. Clean sweep, complete victory for the defense. But I'll tell you what, this is not a vindication. Michael got lucky. Michael dodged a bullet. Jurors did not have all the facts. They based their decision on the limited information that they were given. Don't disrespect that I attorney by saying that. Jury in Michael's case, their verdict would have been different had they known Natalia was an elementary school-aged child when she was left to fend for herself. A child. Would they have made a different decision? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: My name is Jane Parker. I served as the foreperson for the Michael Barnett trial.
1: Can uh, we it pause board, it? Board. Yeah. No, no, Chris, Chris, Chris. Okay, go ahead.
0: Uh, I don't know what you're assuming
1: I'm going to say. Okay,
5: <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, but maybe the Barnetts were right about Lafayette.
8: I okay. raised in Indiana. I'm Hoosier by birth, but Boilermaker by the grace of God. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm standing by what I just said.
8: (laughs) There's tons of questions that really (laughs) never got answered. As we started the deliberation process, 100% of the jurors, 100%.
0: You got any cotton candy? I could go for some cotton candy right now.
8: Believed that Michael Barnett was, was guilty of abandoning her. But because the judge was very, very clear on what we had to follow people were just like, ah, oh, we have to go not guilty. Uh, and that was, the, that was the tone in the room. Oh, my God, we're gonna, he's going to be not guilty. You know, this sucks. So
0: All right, can we that- pause it? I understand 100% what she's saying because they're like, well, this guy, a, he's a dirtbag. Like, regardless of how old she is, why wouldn't you help her out more than they did? You know, like, why wouldn't you care about this person? Why would you treat them like dirt? Uh, but legally, they were constrained; like they couldn't find a crime to convict him of. Yeah, they were. Kneecaps. But they still think he's a piece of piece of dirt, you know? Yeah, yeah.
8: At night, when I got home, I was straight on my computer, and I watched the Dr. Phil episode after after the trial.
6: How old are you? I'm sixteen. When is your birthday?
3: Um, September 4th, 2003.
6: You say you're sixteen. Are you a 33-year-old scam artist?
8: No. No. It seems to show that Natalia actually is closer to to 19 now, which would have made her 9 at the time she was left in, in that apartment. That's crazy. You just think, what a creepy guy. Who does that with his daughter? If that's true and we weren't given that information, um, that seems like a huge miscarriage of justice. We felt that Michael Barnett had really gotten away with abandoning and, and neglecting his child, and none of us felt good about that.
2: Holy- They didn't even have to debate anything. They went in there and they knew instantly I was not guilty. It's not even. They didn't have to argue or discuss it. They all knew it.
1: <sighs> now that's the complete opposite of what we just heard. Yeah. Once
0: again, he has no self-realization, <laughs> no sense of what anyone around him. But thinks I also, of him. I also think he's a salesman, and
1: he's trying to sell his son on this idea that, uh, man, I, I just uh, they went into those chambers and knew immediately. Didn't even have to think about it. Knew I was innocent.
0: You could be right, Steve, but I think he really believes it. I think he's so divorced from reality that he believes that to be the case. But there are two factors here, Chris. There's a, he's talking to his son,
1: and he's also on camera being documented. Yeah. So he's selling that to his son and America I, simultaneously. I get what you're saying. I just think he believes You, it. you think he's one of those people who believes it? All right, yeah. okay. Okay.
2: It is, it is like 90% behind me. I'll have to deal with certain... Little fallout from it the rest of my life. <laughs> right right after the judge got finished reading the verdict and the jury left the, the courtroom, the the prosecutor then decided right then and there to let me know that she has now
6: subpoenaed me to testify against your mommy. <laughs> Immediately well, upon being acquitted, Michael.
0: Well Jacob seems excited. Yeah, well he's uh again he has Yeah yeah, he guess, isn't, he's not a good uh, emotional barometer, barometer yeah, for uh, yeah Yeah,
1: I, I think he's a poor choice to uh, expect yeah. yeah. to... No one had
6: a Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination.
1: Displaying right? human so qualities. He was
6: served with a subpoena to testify at Christine's trial. Now you say, how could a husband be compelled to testify against a wife? Isn't there a privilege? Yes, there is a spousal privilege. However, there is an exception when a crime is afoot
1: this now can we pause time. with that okay That's yeah, all right. no, let's go back let's go back okay i got uh, still frame of her okay yeah i, I want to hear I, what you had to say I, No, i'm actually i have a question for you because early on this might have been off camera you did mention that uh you found christine attractive
0: she's a pretty gal for yeah sure can we go back to that it's going to be hard because again it's well i said this last episode but uh, i'll say it again um I fell asleep while recording this, so uh, not, it's a, not it's an enormous not file. what you folks are watching. I was recording the documentary, and uh, it ended up being many, many hours longer than it should have been. So Jim is having to sort through much more than he would normally have to. You know what, Jim? The thing is, is you could just put in there. We go.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. There's a uh, Christine Barnett. Now I, I've only
0: is. known one woman in real life who had eyes that were that vividly blue. Do you think those are real or contacts? Uh, I don't believe do the you other. Think she's woman, David and Bowie? I don't believe the other woman I knew they were really either. Mm. So yeah, but still, it's a good look. Yeah. That's all. That's all we wanted to uh,
1: to do with that. Well, no, because you, you said <laughs> you, you thought she was attractive, and she is. She's a pretty
0: gal. Yeah. On the outside. Yeah, probably a horrible person. Yeah. She allegedly Adam Vinatieri'd a uh a, a pint-sized person <laughs> down a stairwell. Yes. Yeah.
7: This now becomes almost a.
0: Although I gotta be honest, <laughs> I gotta be honest. If that's a story she's telling me on a first date, that's not. Uh, I'm all in. I'm all in
1: <laughs> because there's there's more information in the mix they're gonna have a real shot at getting Christine, his ex-wife it appears to me at least that the charges that they brought against michael barnett they did that somewhat in the sense of a trial run for the trial against her
5: it would be absolute beautiful justice if christine barnett was found guilty here in lafayette indiana where she called everyone white trash
6: Christine, is there anything
5: you want to say? No comment.
3: I'd also say to Christine Barnett that I hope justice is done, and that, that uh, rightfully so, you should should pay for abandoning a child. I hope she goes through hell.
1: I do.
8: Think there, it Barnett, there it is. There
1: it is. He's been through. If he had an opportunity to testify against his ex-wife Christine, he would do it in a heartbeat. Uh,
8: you will testify against
2: Christine, or you won't. Do I want to testify against my my ex-wife, the the mother of my children? What I want is for her to burn in hell. All
0: right, now let's just acknowledge for a second here. How good? Um, He is in a difficult position because he probably wants her to go to jail, but he doesn't have custody of his children. So what happens at that point? Like, you know, like it's, I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know either, but yeah. uh, I I would imagine he'd also be concerned about uh, his wife's his ex wife's trial
0: because there are things that could come out. Oh sure, that could yeah. incriminate him. Yeah, even if even he, further, he can't be maybe if he can't be legally held responsible, everyone is going to know about it. You know, it's got to make it hard to find a job or you know whatever.
1: Well, I believe there are things that he was not charged with that could come up
0: okay such as a-
1: as a result of uh, well I-, I-, I think we should listen to who was okay. the guy uh, who's the uh, little person there's more
0: to come from him yes yes yes, yes. Uh, and, and uh, get ready Jim and I think <laughs> <laughs> Jim brace yourself <clears throat>
1: I think uh, what he says at the very end of this um, uh, shines light on the entire thing in a way that we had not seen until that part of this uh, series okay, okay. I think it gives everything a different dimension.
0: Sure.
2: Yeah. The emotions after trial are they're up and down. It's been the first days of natural breathing that I've had in many years. It has truly felt Braggart. like there is a 10 ton anvil over my head. Right up there. And unfortunately that anvil is connected by just one single thread, teeny tiny little thread. And if that wasn't you know, stress inducing enough, there's like a cartoon coyote up there with a giant pair of scissors to just stop and crush me that's not there now
0: so all right all right time, pause 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 the, the and i had this moment has this man never seen looney tunes because that's not how the roadrunner and E. coyote worked he he would he would cut the thing and it would crush him it would never crush the roadrunner all right i'm sorry I don't like people disrespecting Looney Tunes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or, well, wow. everybody's off. The are they like Looney that? Tunes? Where there's nobody,
1: aren't they? I'm not sure. Oh, I can it, okay, Jim says yes,
0: and Mary Melodies. I'll take
1: Jim's words happening? when it comes to Jim's so word when it comes to cartoons. We're
0: having this moment together we lock eyes. See, that's the thing, Steve. Is uh, if if you leave off, it wasn't just Looney Tunes. It was Looney Tunes and Mary Melodies. So if you leave off the second part, you would be inclined to think it's Looney Tunes as in a shortened version of cartoons, but it's tunes as in, let's sing a tune. Yeah. Both references to music. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Looks at me. Nobody cares about that. It like a little
2: wave, a mm-hmm. little wave back from me and I mouthed something to her and I think she was able to get it. I, I just simply said, this is hard. I'm sorry. I mean, she's going through something really tough. During Natalia's testimony and depositions, it was a relief to me to honestly hear her describe some of the things that Christine did to her. Christine trying to beat the truth out of her. But she didn't expand on that. There was no additional, oh, and Michael this, and Michael that, and Michael this, because Michael didn't. I'm not the bad guy I'm not a bad guy I'm not mean I didn't harm her one moment I'm exonerated I am it's over I have fought a very hard fought victory and my brain is saving strength for the fight that I've got coming so as as far as me being subpoenaed to potentially testify at, at Christine's trial because I've just gone through what I've gone through I have got protection called double jeopardy, double jeopardy basically meaning anything that came out during the investigation of, of this case, I, they can't go back and charge me for it. The prosecutor had made it very, very verbally clear, they're going after Christine, they want her in the ground.
0: What the hell's that mean? The death penalty for
1: <laughs> she's <laughs> petrified. Oh. Okay, can we pause? <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> this isn't a capital offense oh. by any stretch. Yeah. And uh, also, do you, do you think he was being uh, melodramatic in his description of something? <laughs> is that is that maybe what was going on? <laughs> I think we may see a new side of Michael here. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also uh, what, what he said there about uh, double jeopardy. That that's only uh, related to the charges he has already faced. Yeah. Sure. So things could potentially come out in a uh, in a uh, in a Christine trial. Yep. That he could also um, be charged with. Yeah, you betcha. When they do discovery for uh, her case. Yep.
2: He knows it. I want Christine to go to jail.
1: So he must still be concerned. Because he knows things that we don't know. Yeah, but and the law doesn't yet know.
0: But at the same time, given his personality, he doesn't. He doesn't strike me as a guy who weighs the consequences of his actions. (laughs) So I don't know how concerned he really is.
2: There's not a line she's not willing to cross. I don't care what Christine's going to say about me, and I'm going to assume the worst at all times. And she has already done all the
0: damage to me that she can do. What else is she going to do? What's she going to do? I mean, that goes directly to her point. She could probably still do him a lot of damage. Right. He doesn't know. What is that? Oh, broken swing. Is, is this Ricky. Lafayette?
3: When I got the call from the detective, Davenport, <laughs> from the Sex Trafficking Division of the Indiana State Police, was kind of taken back because of my past and and um, enjoying the company of of women, sometimes paid for women. Just going to say, I'm not a bad guy, but... Guys have needs, anyhow. Um, and he said, Well, this is Detective Davenport from the Indiana State Police. Um, do you know, uh, Christine, they adopted a young woman, Natalia? I said, Yeah, I think she she mentioned something about that. And he wanted to know if I had ever dated Natalia. And I, I kind of was, well, I was like flabbergasted, basically, someone asking me, Had I ever had sexual relations with Natalia? In my mind, I'm thinking, What the? You talking about, dude? I'm like, whoa. You know, I'm gonna say it, it, it definitely um, took my breath away. You don't have to feel bad. He said, even if you kissed her, I need to know, but you're not gonna get in trouble. I think is what he said. And I said, no. I've never been intimate with a little person ever in my entire life. I know that. So now I know that I never that this is not somebody I met and forgot about. And I had met Christine and Jacob when I was on the road. I don't know how the officer. The detective got my name other than maybe uh, he saw on the message where Christine tried to set me up with her,
1: but I didn't take the bait. Okay, so can we pause? Look at what's on the screen there, Chris. Yeah. Does that not shed a lot of light on what
0: was actually going on in this case? Well, it, it sheds a light on Christine's motive, but he just said, I didn't take, a, I didn't take him up on that. But Christine's he has never been with a little person in his life. understand he goes up on women (laughs) there you go jim
3: (laughs) i just am like give me shivers to think that anybody would even remotely do that i don't go there and i think that people do go there need to have their balls chopped off it just really is disgusting yeah
5: (sighs)
6: There's something else that Freddie...
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: Hold on, pause. (laughs) Freddie Gill really is a straw that stirs the drink, (laughs) isn't
1: he? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jim is amazed that they all know Freddie Gill. He's a household name in
0: uh, Hamilton and Tippecanoe counties. Now, he said... They try. She tried to set Natalia up with Freddie Gill. Yeah. But there was a question mark behind it. He wasn't making the statement; he was asking a question. Am I clear on that? Well, uh, I'm sorry. What was the question? She. Uh, I'm not going to ask to go back ten seconds because it'll take too long. But, but he, I believe what he said was she tried to set Natalia up with Freddie Gill. Yeah. But it was a question. It wasn't a statement. Oh, right. No, he was. Uh, it you're wasn't saying, a confession. You're saying Michael was.
1: Uh, he, he's uh, he appears to be surprised. Yeah, to be hearing this information. Like
0: maybe the producer said that to him, and he's like, "What?"
1: Yeah, no, I, I do believe. Okay, uh, he All did right. appear genuine for the first time in this entire yeah. series. Yes,
2: I, 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 I'm not gonna pay attention. I truly don't care. I gotta
7: be honest. My thoughts on it is, I'm appreciative that they gave you the opportunity to speak on that. If you want okay, can we develop-
1: pause again? What's go? Who's Terrence? So now his, uh, his attorney. Oh, right, right. Now, this makes me wonder. I'm not sure, but was the attorney present during the entire uh, testimony? Not testimony, but uh, pieces to camera to if, this point? If he was, he's a, he's ter- a terrible, ter-
0: ter- terrible attorney. Not, not when it counts. <laughs> <laughs> you can you imagine him sitting in the room? He's like, I'm going to act out. Uh, I want to rearrange the cameras so I can act out uh, me punching uh, the floor. And him being like, yeah, that sounds good. Okay. But also,
1: imagine maybe this is the logic. Man, I'm going to win this case. I know I'm going to win this case. I'm going to pull some tricks. For, we're going to get all the facts made inadmissible. <laughs> And the jury won't even know what they're uh, what they're <laughs> yeah. supposed to decide over here. And I, I don't know. The one guy has Yankees tickets, uh, <laughs> even though we're in Indiana, so they're just going to want to go home early. Yeah. And Michael will go free. Was that uh, twelve angry men? Twelve angry men. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but then he's participating in this document, and now he looks like this great lawyer um, who freed an
0: obviously guilty man. In my opinion, can, can I float another theory? Yeah. Uh, this is this is after the verdict. Yeah, like I don't. Th- maybe Michael didn't tell him that he was doing any of this until afterward. <laughs> he's like, "You did what? <laughs> 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 Who knows?" Like, <clears throat> like everything with this documentary, we have no idea what the hell's going on. Well, uh, if Freddie Gill
1: doesn't know the word uh, actionable, which I'm sure he's familiar with the okay. term. All right, <laughs> uh, what what he's about to say with cameras rolling.
0: <laughs> oh, there's more. Yes, it's uh, the, the whole. I thought I thought I saw credits about coming up, but oh, I thought we were very near the end. We're getting very near the end, but
1: uh Freddie Gill has an accusation to make.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Did you not? Do you not remember how this ends? I, I, I mean, I thought there was more. Yeah, but oh. I also thought it, I just saw credits, but I guess not. Um, but I w- no, wait okay, can I make a suggestion here? Yeah. Um, we, we, regardless of what I said, we are near the end, correct? Yeah. So this may be appended to our review of episode six, or depending how long we go, it could be a whole other episode. Our Fair. discussion of it. Fair enough, yeah. So let's take a break, and whether it gets added to the end or not, we you know. So, All, right. Yeah.
1: All right. I, I, I like it. So
0: we Yeah.
7: I would hate for that to appear on, you know, Inside Hollywood, and
2: that's the story he's trying he
1: around. You think this is a show called Inside Hollywood? This is
2: opportunity <laughs> to weigh
1: in.
2: We have had many pushes and pulls. This is the last thing I'll do. Everything else from now on that I say no is no. Pause. Whose computer is this?
1: Okay. <laughs> he knows what he's about to hear. Okay. Uh, and he knows, it, he, knows what he's about, he knows what Freddie Gill is about to say. Does he? Yes. I wasn't clear on that. Because he's already angry. Mm. He knows what Freddie Gill is about to say. And the reason why uh, Michael knows is because, in my opinion, Freddie Gill is telling the truth.
0: I think – I don't know if Freddie Gill is telling the truth, but this guy – is so flamboyant and so melodramatic and everything he does. They said, we have something upsetting to show you. He wouldn't need to know what it is. He would instead go into these histrionics that, that we've seen for six hours now. I don't think he needs to know what's on there for him to act like this. Right?
1: Yeah, he is baseline histrionic, but yeah. I do believe that he knows exactly... What's, going to, what's about to be revealed, or and not uh, revealed necessarily, okay. but uh, what he's about to be accused of.
0: Okay. Well, let's hear it.
1: <laughs> or, or no. And, and the reason why he knows it, yeah, or no. Because uh, the reason why he knows what he's about to hear is because he's been waiting for this to come out.
0: Because he, he did. He, this is the real anvil this over is real. his they That's still
1: there. The 10-ton anvil. What a useless anvil, by the way.
0: Yeah, there's no reason for an anvil to be that big. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are, what are you, blacksmithing a battleship? <laughs>
2: How many pieces do you want it back in? Uh, I'm not uh. kidding. Please don't. I don't care what's in this. You know what's it, in this. It truly doesn't affect me what Christine tells random people in the public
0: about me. So you know that much? Yeah, but, but you said it was going to be... Hold on, pause it. You said it's going to be Freddie Gill that's making this accusation. Yes, he's under the impression that it's Christine accusing him of something. Oh no, I believe he knows it's Freddie
1: Gill, but Freddie Gill is about to—he's um, about to watch footage. We all are of Freddie Gill repeating something that Christine allegedly told Freddie. All right, all right.
3: Christine told me in a series of messages, Natalia ruined her life in so many ways. Christine basically said that Natalia started.
2: No. Guys, mics off. Look, I don't want to talk about this part at all.
3: When I testify in the trial of Christine Barnett, I'm going to be doing the right thing, telling the truth. I guess I'll see you guys in court.
6: Michael's trial is over. He won, he's a free man, he has his liberty. He may still have to answer to some of this though in the court of public opinion.
5: Michael Burnett being found not guilty was very disturbing, infuriating. Everything was stacked against Natalia. She didn't have a chance. Poor Natalia, we can't do this to her. You have to be
3: held accountable for the decisions you make in life.
0: This whole Natalia
1: situation,
5: I don't think I'll ever deal with it again, you know, knock on wood, but it was just a nightmare.
2: The whole cliche of time heals all wounds, I don't think it's really all that true, but it just makes it so you can move on. I think time now needs to start doing its job.
8: It was an odd feeling that Michael Barnett really got away with something.
0: All right, pause, pause. Is it, is it related to the last thing we saw, what he's about to say, or is it something else? I don't remember what he says here. All right, well, I just want to, before we get too far away from what we had just talked about, um, to be clear, uh, unless I'm wrong, um, Christine is accusing Michael of sexually abusing Natalia. That's the impression
1: given, given from the footage we watched of yeah. uh, Freddie Gill.
0: Yeah, well, they could have made that more
1: clear. I, I'm not sure they can. Oh. oh. No, nobody's been accused of this.
0: Okay. Oh. Criminally. I got what you're saying there. Um, I had a second point to make, and now I totally forgot what it was. This has been a long night of recording. So, Um, um okay, I guess we have to move on, whatever it was. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, let's watch the end here. Yeah. And um, wait, no. I'm sorry. I remember what it was. He said, "I'm going to break this laptop," but he didn't. <laughs> so I would say that credits your point b- that he knew what it was. You know. Yeah. That, that was kind of a threat to. Uh,
1: so so to say, well, I need my laptop. I so uh, we're not going to show you this. Well, that's not possible. They have the footage, whether they have the laptop or not. I kind of wanted to see him
0: break that laptop, but.
2: <laughs> that's all right. You're, you're not getting the crying version. If you
0: want the crying version, I'll bust that one out. See? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a community theater actor. But also,
1: I'm an emotional manip- manipulator. And as you can see there, uh, Christine Barnett's case was thrown out, citing insufficient evidence.
0: Oh, wow. Now that I did not remember. Um, that's interesting. So they were both innocent of these charges. Presumably, that second trial played under the same rules where she was considered an adult, right? Wouldn't you assume that?
1: Yeah, and um, in this case, I, I I imagine it was considered just his word against hers, or Natalia's word against hers versus producing any actual evidence. Well, that's yeah, that's generally how court cases work. Although I think the text messages were uh, pretty much... If not damning, certainly concerning. Yeah. Saying, put her in uh, Lafayette. They're uh, my trash. No one will care about her there. Yeah. Things to that effect that she had texted to.
0: In <laughs> fairness, who hasn't said that about the residents of Lafayette, Indiana? <laughs> As opposed to the great people in Croatia. can <laughs> right, right, yes. We can't absolutely. say enough positive things about. We love... Two great folks. I've did you know, Steve, you that uh, Mario Andretti, the town that he was born in, is now part of Croatia? Oh, I, I did not know that. Yeah, it was it was part of Italy at the time he was born, but uh, that was during World War II. And uh, as a result of the end of World War II, they withdrew, redrew the map there, and it's now part of Croatia. So there was one day when people went to sleep in Italy and woke up in
1: Croatia. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and both both those nations were allied with the Nazis, so... I'm not sure how they figured out that one would gain any advantage there. I don't know. <laughs> I think they all would have lost in that. I, I assume the Soviets had something to blame for all of that. But
1: Well, can I ask you this, Chris? Because I've gotten the impression, as we've watched this series, that you, you're you of a certain opinion that I disagree with.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to be on opposite sides of uh, the way our take on this. Okay, now are we going to do this now, or are we going to pause? I'd like to play the last few seconds, but Jim is, in, Jim is using the little men's room. So. Okay. I don't. It's either, well, we did just see Michael. You know, uh, it's either the men's room or the little boys' room. I I, uh, I failed myself in uh, calling it the little men's room. That's not a thing. <laughs> Actually, uh, that's what Freddie Gill uses. <laughs> 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 you know what? We're just gonna end it there.